0: So today is November 4th, 2020, class from uh, Hilo, Hawaii, over the internet, and we're going to be reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 23, Maharaj Prithu, Going Back Home, Text 27. Text 7, text 7. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om bhagavate
1: vasudevaya Om
0: to take sure of Vagdanta,
2: Lord
0: Vareta Ari Krishnam. Acharatapa uttamam. Acharatapa uttamam. Acharatapa
2: uttamam.
0: Please chant. Titikshubhu. Tolerating. Ttikshubu. Tolerating. Yatha. Controlling. Controlling. Vak. Vak. Words. Vak. Dantaha. 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 Controlling the senses. Urdhwaretaha Urdhwaretaha Without discharge of semen Without discharge of semen Jita anilaha Jita anilaha Controlling, Controlling the life air Controlling the life air Adiradha-yishu. Adiradhayishu Adiradhayishu Simply desiring Simply desiring Krishnam Lord Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Acharat, Practice. Practice, Tapaha, Tapaha. Austerities, Uttamam. Uttamam, The Best. Srila <laughs> Prabhupada's translation Maharaj Fritu underwent all these severe austerities in order to control his words and his senses to refrain from discharging his semen and to control the life-air within his body, all this he did for the satisfaction of Krishna. He had no other purpose. Srila Prabhupada's purport. In Kali Yuga, the following is recommended. Hari Nama, Hari Nama, Hari Nama, Eva Kevalam, na Nasteva, 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 Gatiranyita. Tritonicharajamrita, Arivila, 1721. In order to be recognized by Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, One should chant the holy name of the Lord continuously 24 hours a day. Unfortunate persons who cannot accept this formula prefer to execute some type of pseudo-meditation without accepting the other processes of austerity. The fact is, however, that one must accept either the severe method of austerity described above to become purified or take to the process of devotional service recommended for pleasing the Supreme Lord Krishna. The person who is Krishna conscious is most intelligent because in Kali Yuga it is not at all possible to undergo such severe austerities. We need only follow great personalities like Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In his Shikshastika, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote, Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam. All glories to the holy name of Lord Krishna, which from the very beginning purify the heart and immediately liberate one. Bhava Mahada Vagni Nirvapanam If the real purpose of all yoga is to please Lord Krishna, then the simple bhakti yoga system recommended for this age is sufficient. It is necessary, however, to engage constantly in the service of the Lord. Although Pritamaraj executed his austerities long before the appearance of Lord Krishna on this planet, his purpose was still to please Krishna. There are many fools who claim that worship of Krishna began only about 5,000 years ago after the appearance of Lord Krishna in India, But this is not a fact. Prithu Maharaja worshipped Krishna millions of years ago, for Prithu happened to be a descendant of the family of Maharaja Dhruva who reigned for 36,000 years during the Satya Yuga age. Unless his total lifespan was 100,000 years, how could Dhruva Maharaja reign over the world for 36,000 years? The point is that Krishna worship existed at the beginning of creation and has continued to exist throughout Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga and Dvarapar Yuga and now it is continuing in Kali Yuga. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna appears not only in this millennium of Brahma's life, but in every millennium. Therefore, worship of Krishna is conducted in all millenniums. It is not that Krishna worship began only when Krishna appeared on this planet 5,000 years ago. This is a foolish conclusion that is not substantiated by Vedic literatures. Also of significance in this verse are the words, Adi Rada Yishu Krishna Tapa uttamam Maharaj Pritu underwent severe types of austerities for the express purpose of worshiping Krishna. Krishna is so kind especially in this age that he appears in the transcendental vibration of his holy name. As it, as is said in the Narada Pancharatra, Aradito Yadi Haris Tapasa Tatakim. If Krishna is worshipped, if she is if he is the goal of advancement, There is no need for one to execute severe types of tapasya because one has already reached his destination. If after executing all types of tapasya, one cannot reach Krishna, all his tapasya has no value. For Without Krishna, all austerity is simply wasted labor. So let's look at the logic of that. Prabhupada quotes this quite a lot. So, if you worship Krishna, you don't need the tapasya. And if you do the tapasya and don't get Krishna, your tapasya is worthless. Therefore, we don't have to do that tapasya. That's the conclusion. We should therefore not be discouraged just because we cannot go to the forest and practice severe austerities. Our life is so short that we must strictly adhere to the principles laid down by the Vaishnavacharyas and peacefully execute Krishna consciousness. There is no need to become despondent. Sometimes we become despondent, right? That we can't do all these incredible austerities. Narutva Das Thakur recommends Anande Balahari Bhaja Vrindavana Sri Guru Vaishnav Pada Majayi Mana For a transcendental, blissful life, chant the Hare Krishna Mantra, come worship the holy place of Vrindavana and always engage in the service of the Lord, of the spiritual master and of the Vaishnavas. This Krishna consciousness movement is therefore very safe and easy. We have only to execute the order of the Lord and fully surrender unto him. We have only to execute the order of the spiritual master, preach Krishna consciousness, and follow in the path of the Vaishnavas. The spiritual master represents both Lord Krishna and the Vaishnavas, therefore by following the instructions of the spiritual master and by chanting Hare Krishna, everything will be all right. You kind of get this picture of Shiva Prabhupada comforting some crying child here. You know, you you just kind of picture that. Like, don't don't be discouraged. Don't be despondent. It's it's okay. It's okay. You know, you can't do all these austerities. Be a perfect brahmachari. Go live in the forest. Live only on breathing. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Just follow Lord Chaitanya. You'll be safe. You're safe. It's easy. You're safe. It's easy. You just have to just have to do the order of the Lord and fully surrender to Him. Oh, does that sound too hard? Look, look, look. Just do the order of the Guru. Preach and follow the path of the Vaishnavas. Was that too hard? I Just follow the instructions of the Guru and just chant Hare Krishna. Everything's... It'll all be all right. It's all right. It'll all be all right. right? Just kind of, you know, it'll be okay. You're safe. It's easy. Just follow the instructions of Guru. Chant Krishna. It'll be all right. So this this very, this is very comforting. Sometimes Prabhupada gives really heavy purports, but this is kind of a, a very comforting uh, purport. To take sure, yata Vareta Jitanila. Ari Radad Yeshu Krishna Acharat Utvam Maharaj underwent all these severe austerities in order to control his words and senses, to refrain from discharging his semen, and to control the life air within his body. All this he did for the satisfaction of Krishna. He had no other purpose. So Prabhupada says we have a safe and easy way to please Krishna. Right. So what's the purpose of all these austerities, all this papaha? Prabhupada says if you don't have austerities in a religion or a spiritual process, then it's cheating. So why austerities? Tapaha can mean fire. It can also mean trouble. Aishila Prabhupada also translates it as austerities or penance. He, he it interchanges these words, austerities and penance, for his translation of tapaha. So, although here Prabhupada is using the word austerities, I'd like to turn to the word penance. So, penance means, I've done something wrong, and I do something to rectify that wrong. You know, there's different kinds of justice, mostly uh, justice to punish and justice to restore. Retributive justice and restorative justice. So, retributive justice, somebody has stolen my money and so I beat them. Restorative justice, someone has stolen my money, I ask them to give me the money back. I ask them to restore the balance, to put everything back in balance. So, however one understands that the living entity has become materially conditioned, we certainly are materially conditioned because of some sort of choice of the jiva, not only in antiquity, but at the present moment. So, if we're not experiencing overwhelming uh, joy and peace of uh, Krishna Prema, then to some degree, in some way, we are making a choice at the present moment to turn away from Krishna. Krishna. And w- w- turning away from Krishna means turning away from this, our super-self, <laughs> turning away from the self of our self, uh, turning away from the source of everything for us, material and spiritual. Right? Mata uh, the, Yet, There's nothing higher than he's the source of everything. Uh, Krishna says, I am the source of all material and spiritual worlds. Everything emanates from me. The wise who know this perfectly engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their heart. So we're turning away from the source of everything material in our life, our, the light, our, our water, our food, our relationships, our family, our friends. Shelters. We're turning away from that source. We're turning away from the source of our very selves. Right. What is it we're turning away from? We're turning away from our best friend. We're turning away from our very best friend. So, by turning away, we become fragmented. We become like a spark that's gone out of a fire. And it's is barely sputtering out of the main fire. So penance or austerity is where we say, oh, I, I messed up. I broke, We can't really break the connection, but I've, I've done my best to try to break the connection, to imagine that I've broken the connection. I'm, I'm kind of like a rebellious child, like Jesus talked about, the prodigal son. I'm, I'm a rebellious child. I'm, I'm ungrateful. I'm, I'm not loving towards those towards the person who is the most loving to me and the source of everything. So there needs to be some restoration. there needs to be some penance. Just like in our normal relationships in this world, if someone has been kind to me, if somebody has given me everything and I'm ungrateful, I turn from them, uh, maybe even I steal from them. Uh, Prabhupada basically talks about when we try to enjoy separately from Krishna, we're like trying to steal from Krishna. So then there needs to be some sort of restoration. There needs to be some sort of penance. If I just go to a person and say, you know, look, I'm, I'm sorry I hurt you. If I really hurt them badly, if I if I really betrayed the relationship, I need to do something to show that I really want to restore the relationship, that I want to put everything back into balance. And Krishna didn't break the relationship. I did. And I broke it without cause. We, we all have a situation, I'm sure, uh, either in the past or the present, where somebody betrays us or breaks their relationship with us for no discernible cause. We're just like, why does this person hate me? Why did this person turn on me? Right? And it's a very devastating thing. You know, sometimes you, you read about or hear about someone who thought that they had a, a loving marriage and everything was fine, and then one day the spouse says, uh, You know, I'm out. How did that happen? Where did it happen? Where did that come from? What did I do? So it's in, in, in this case Krishna really didn't do anything. Maybe in most relationships there's some fault on both sides. But in this case, Krishna really didn't do anything wrong. The fault is entirely on our side. And when we want to come back, we have to offer some evidence of our sincerity to restore the relationship and some evidence of our understanding of fault, which is basically a good one of the good working definitions of humility. So, how do we demonstrate that we want to restore the relationship? Tapaha. We voluntarily give up doing, speaking, talks about here, speaking is his speech, his senses, etc. Doing, speaking, thinking, acting in ways that are in opposition to the Lord. Like, you know, if somebody's become an alcoholic then they voluntarily give up drinking. They may give up going places where other people are drinking. Yes? So they don't just say to their family members and so, you know, all the relationships they ruin by their alcoholism. They don't just say, I'm sorry, but they give up drinking. And if you've read the, the 12 steps from Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the steps is to try to make retribution to those that you've hurt. To go to the people. Wow, I really, I, I really messed up my relationship with my spouse or my employer by my drinking. So let me, let me go and apologize and do something to make it up. So we become addicted to illusion, and we want to go to. Not only do we want to abjure from partaking of illusion, but we want to go to Krishna and we want to do something to show that we've made it up. And without that. There, there's no meaning to liberation. Liberation means that I go to the root of why I'm entangled, and I I fix the root. And if this is not done, like those who are just impersonalists, why do they often fall down? Because they, they don't go to this root of restoring the relationship. So the ultimate austerity is to be grateful to Krishna to be humble about our fallen nature, right, and to do things that please him. So we substitute doing things that displease him, we substitute for those and do things that please him, just like we would if we were going to restore any relationship. Now, just like if a person is addicted to alcohol, they may have to sign into a rehabilitation center or drugs or whatever, they may have to sign into a rehabilitation center where it's difficult. You know, their, their physical body has developed a chemical dependence on this substance, and therefore going without it is going to cause them pain. So for those of us who thankfully have never been addicted to any kind of intoxicant, we don't go through this pain. Our body just functions. But once one's allowed oneself to become addicted, giving that up causes pain. Like what I've read is people who become addicted to heroin because heroin is a painkiller. It numbs the body. And what I've read is that when people stop taking heroin, especially if they stop suddenly, all of a sudden they feel all sensations double, triple, a hundred times more. And so everything feels painful. The touch of fabric on their body will hurt. And that's the result of their having becoming addicted. So similarly, when we become addicted to illusion, when we try to give up illusion, it seems to us as very painful. It seems to us to be a very suffering situation. You know, for those of us who never took heroin, going without it is not suffering. So for those who never fall down, Being in Krishna consciousness is not suffering, it's joyful. But for those who have fallen down, giving up illusion may appear to be suffering. It may appear to be tapaha. But it's the evidence that one actually wants to restore the relationship. So how do we do this tapaha? So there's different ways prescribed in the different yugas. So in former yugas, when people were much more qualified the forms of tapaha that they would execute were actually easy for them. You know, when we read about Maharaj who you know, it's same like we read about Dhruva Maharaj, and, you know, who's hardly eating, who's just living on air. We're like, I can't just live on air, I'll die. You know, I mean, most of us find it hard to give up sweets for a week or something like that, you know. I, I've been on restrictive diets for my health and I've done some restrictive diets as part of my sadhana and it, it's hard. I, I remember once uh, at the um, end of Pushoutamas was the end of Pushomas at the end of I don't remember it's a far, five days when is that done anyway it's the thing maybe it's done every year at the end of Chatramasya or I forget when. anyway its the last five days where you do some austerity of eating. So one year we did that, uh, myself and I think my daughter also and her husband and a couple of the Gurukul students, This one of our Gurukul students, we went for five days eating only fruits and roots and no salt and no spices, no fats. Whoa! You know, it starts within a codice. So the codice, we did a near Jal and then we had the next... 4 days eating only fruits and roots. And you know, by like day 3, it was really hard and we were we were finding ways to try to have just fruits and roots where there was some taste. Like we said, okay, a date is a fruit. So, let's you know blend up dates and pour and pour the blended up dates on sweet potatoes or something, you know. We were, we were like, trying to, to find some way to do the austerity without it being too austere. <laughs> yeah. So we read about the, the, these austerities. And why were they doing it? They were doing it to detach the senses from the sense objects, to say to Krishna, you know, I'm, I'm not going to drink anymore. I can drink alcohol anymore. Like that's You're know, not going to drink maya anymore. So Srila Prabhupada saying that in this Kali Yuga, instead we have a very easy austerity, and that is to chant the holy name of the Lord. So why is that an austerity? Because, you know, we want to be talking about so many other things, isn't it? Like right now in America, we're awaiting the results of our election. Who knows how long we're going to have to wait for that. And so, you know, it's tempting to just talk about that. It's tempting to just talk about politics, or, or, or this thing in the world, or that thing in the world. And instead, just to talk about Krishna, I I had one friend contact me yesterday and said, you know, I'm feeling so much anxiety about the whole election and the politics. What am I going to do? You know, I can't go to sleep. And then I said, okay, well, what's Krishna doing right now? What, what's Krishna doing in his astakalila-lila at this time of the day? And we started looking it up, and and meditating on Krishna instead. So that's an austerity for us who are conditioned souls. We want to be thinking about and talking about you know it's our speech, our activities. We want to be thinking and talking about ourselves, our family, our friends, our country, and, and so forth. We want to be thinking about and talking about things of this world. That that's what we want to do. Um, and of course, here's also talking about uh, controlling. A sexual behavior, so we want to engage in sexual behavior, or we want to hear about and talk about other people engaging in sexual behavior, or we want to engage in subtle sexual behavior, where people admire us and, and envy us and so forth. So, you know, th- this is what we want to do, and therefore it's an austerity instead for us. It feels like an austerity at first. At first it feels like poison. To instead talk about Krishna, talk about how Krishna is the enjoyer, how Krishna is having his rasalila, right? instead of thinking about our own sexual behaviors or engaging in sexual behaviors. We meditate how Krishna is dancing with the gopis right? and how Krishna is getting married in we Engage in Krishna's service. We engage in Lord Chaitanya's mission. So this, this feels like austerity to us at first just to chant Hare Krishna. Oh, I have to chant Hare Krishna all the time. I remember many, many years ago when I asked uh, one sannyasi, uh, I had asked for some advice, and then I said, thank you for the advice. What service can I do? And he said, chant 64 rounds, at least on the codice. And at first I, got, I felt anger. I'm like, 64 rounds? I have to chant so much? You know, that, that we don't want to do it. Right? That's what we see as mm-hmm. austerity. Even though, as Rupa Goswami explains, these things are all very sweet. But because of our conditioned nature, we see them as very bitter. We see them as as a tapaha. We see them as an austerity. Uh, But still, we do them to show Krishna that we love him. To show Krishna that we're sorry. And gradually, as we do them, we find that they're sweet. As we engage in them, we gradually, they're no longer an austerity. Right? Like explained in Bhagavad Gita 4.24. That you know, we may be doing a, a tapaha, we may be doing a yajna, which Prabhupada consistently uh, translates as sacrifice, and it may appear that well, there's so much difficulty. And after a while, we we find that serving Krishna is wonderful. And after a while, doing material things is an austerity, right? After a while, if you if you have to have a conversation with someone about you know, you see some family member or whatever or you go to the store and somebody wants to talk about politics, you're like, oh my God, when are they going to be quiet? You know, it's just a, it's an austerity to deal with things in the world. Like Yamunacharya, who's like, sex? Blah. What an austerity. So, eventually it becomes the opposite. That we, we just feel that, you know, material life, that's the austerity. To, to be in a, in a situation... Right, where there's forgetfulness of Krishna. To be with non devotees, it's like oh, I'd rather be in a cage surrounded by fire than to have to be in a situation where the people are forgetting Krishna and where people are engaging in materialistic activities. It's like it, it, it becomes different. What's night for the devotee is day for the common people, what's day for the devotee is night for the common people. So it reduce, it, it reverses. Right? And, and we're like, this isn't tapasya, it's kevalanandakanda. It, it's simply blissful, and I want to please Krishna. I was just, uh, I remember if I was hearing it in a lecture, I was reading in a purport this morning, uh, where Prabhupada was, was saying how the impersonalists, their position is not stable because they're not enjoying the bliss of service. And I was really meditating on that. You know, serving Krishna, serving the spiritual master, serving the Vaishnavs. it's so happy. It's so blissful. Chanting Krishna's name, chanting prayers, reading the Shastra, it's so blissful. I mean, I, I've been working the last couple days. Um, it, so many of you know that I'm the, the chairperson of the shastric Advisory Council to the GBC, so... Today and yesterday I was working with one of the other members on a, on a portion of a paper that we're writing, and, you know, we, we would get into a certain topic and then this other member would, would go, oh, that goes to a deeper layer, and then and that goes to a deeper layer, and that goes to a deeper layer, and that goes to a deeper layer, and that goes to a deeper layer. And I said, but Prabhu, you know, the paper we're writing now is already about 200 pages. I said, you know, if we're going to go to all these deeper layers and deeper layers and deeper layers, then we're going to have to write a whole bookshelf. And I said, unfortunately, you know, we're just in Kali Yuga right now. We have a very short life. Or maybe in the Satya Yuga, like Prabhupada's saying, people were living for 100,000 years. Imagine what kind of a discussion we could have on the Bhagavatam we had a life of 100,000 years or on a higher planet. I said that to this member. I said, you know, we're not demigods in this lifetime. So we can spend, you know, 10,000 years talking about one statement of the, of the one verse of the Shastra. Uh, yes? Uh, but this is the, the place that we get to where one verse of the Shastra, one phrase of the Shastra, one, uh, one kirtan, one japa, one Uh, becomes so sweet. And whether we're in the platform of, man, this is an austerity, or whether we're on the platform of, wow, this is incredible, or whether we kind of move back and forth between them, the essence of what we're doing in our tapasya, again, whether our tapasya appears as tapasya or whether our tapasya appears as nectar, is to make Krishna happy. Now, originally we probably don't start like that. Originally we probably start with, man, I want to get free from suffering, or wow, I'd really like to get some nice material facility, or what's going on here in the world? We're curious, or perhaps we're already brahman realized. But wherever we start from, we want to come to the point that we want to please Krishna, not so Krishna will do something for us, like Prahlad Maharaj says, I was just reading that this morning, Bhagavatam, I don't want to be a merchant. I don't want to please you so you'll give me something in the world. I want to please you just to please you. That's love, isn't it? I want to please you just to please you. How awful, how sad, how unfortunate that we think of love for the person who is perfect and who loves us the most as an austerity. That is really unfortunate. Here we have the perfect person. Uh, we have the perfect person. He's he's Dhirodhata. He's Dhirodhata like Lord Ramachandra. Right? We wish we had someone running for president who was Dhirodhata. We have a Dhirodhata. <laughs> you know, he's Dhirodhata, the bad boy, crude. <laughs> person we have there now like Bima or dear a Prasanta like Yudhisthira or dear Lalita the forest god party boy it's perfect every aspect of this person perfect who loves us billions of times more than anyone has ever loved us I was talking to my youngest son the other day on on video. I had a video call. And I don't know, somehow he he turned to the side. I saw his profile and I'm thinking, man, is he handsome. What a handsome son I have. And I said to him, Keshava, you are really handsome. And he said, well, if you say so, you're my mother. (laughs) Krishna loves us billions of times more than a mother billions of times more than a father, than a child, than our best friend. If there's someone in the world who would die for us, Krishna loves us infinitely more than that. The perfect person. Infinite love. He gives us everything, even when we're nasty to him, even when we betray him, even when we blaspheme him, even when we offend him. He still gives us everything. And we think it's an austerity, to chant his name for a couple hours. We think it's an austerity to use our senses in his service instead of for this body. And what kind of a friend has his body been for us? Just think about that. Is my body my best friend? (laughs) Is my mind my best friend? And yet, we think it's lovely to serve our body and mind and an austerity to serve Krishna, how unfortunate is that? Uh, but whether we still see it as an austerity or whether we see it as joyful, the purpose should be to please Krishna, just to please Krishna, just out of love. And when we start meditating that, right? just meditate on that, Anukuyena Krishna Anushivanam, to follow the Vaishnavas, to follow the Gurus, to do activities just to please Krishna. Then uh, everything is taken care of. Everything will be alright, no matter how fallen we are, no matter how much we struggle with our words and mind and senses, it will be okay because we'll get to the root. And this process of worshipping Krishna and pleasing Krishna is eternal. It's not, as Prabhupada said here, it's not as evidence in this verse, something that started when Krishna appeared here 5,000 years ago, when Krishna appeared here, paritranaya sadha Vinashaya binashaya you gay, you gay That didn't happen just the last time Krishna came here as the son of and Devaki or the son of Nanda and Yasoda on this planet to kill Kamsa and so forth. No, Krishna is eternal. Krishna is eternal. And so worship of Krishna is eternal. Pritha Maharaj is doing it. Prahlad Maharaj is described as a as a servant of Krishna. The word is Krishna in Bhagavad. So to want to please the Lord in some manifestation is the essence of austerity and wanting to please the Lord in his ultimate, in his original none yet his original form of Krishna, is the essence of liberation. It's the essence of austerity. It's the essence of religion. It's the essence of spirituality. And the process we've been given, tailor-made for us useless, short-lived Really messed up humans in Kali Yuga is pretty easy. Hari uh, Nama Hari Nama Hari Nama Eva Kevalam Nastova Krishna Krishna. Hari Nama Hari Nama Hari Nama Eva Kevalam Kalua Nastava 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 Gati Rani Pretty easy. Chant Hari Krishna. But even that we struggle with. Of course, whenever I see this verse, I always remember how one time Bhakti Bhaktivedanta Manor they had taken this verse and they had uh, put it in a, in a huge banner. They'd written it on a huge banner, and they'd put this banner on the top of the, the altar. So if you've been to Bhaktivedanta there's an altar with Radha Krishna, and then there's an altar with Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman, and then there's a little in the middle for small deities. And they had put it up there without diacritics. So without diacritics... What, what it says in English in the third line is Nasty Ava, Nasty Ava, Nasty Ava. Ava is, of course, or Eva is a woman's name in the West. And I was thinking, you know, we're bringing all these people to the temple who aren't familiar with Sanskrit or Indian languages. i they looking at this banner above the deities and they're probably wondering, who's that Nasty Ava lady? Anyway, whenever I see this verse, I always remind, I'm always reminding of that, reminded of that. I went to the authorities and I said, maybe you should take that banner down or put that verse up in English rather than putting up the, the Sanskrit. But anyway, it's very simple. It's very simple. We don't need to stop breathing. Uh, we don't need to do astanga yoga to raise the reproductive fluid up to the brain. Um, you know, we, we just chant the holy name, try to serve Sri Leprampada's mission. And then we don't need to be discouraged. We don't need to be depressed at all of our failings, at all of our shortcomings, at all of our faults. We don't need to sit around in the name of humility, uh, going into the mode of ignorance and thinking about how useless we are. It'll be all right. What does Prabhupada say here? Prabhupada's comforting us. Like we're like we're some little two-year-old having a tantrum. Everything will be alright. Everything will be alright. Everything will be alright. We're safe. It's easy. We can do it. We're safe under the shelter of Srila Prabhupada, under the shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We're safe. It's an easy process, tailor made. For those of us like me, useless, incompetent, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're like, oh my goodness! I chanted 16 rounds with attention today. <gasps> you know, useless people in you that. so unqualified. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. That's enough. Austerity, just like a little two year old, right so I, I regularly go visit my granddaughter. they have a she and her husband have a two year old two and a half year old son and I guess he's about a nine month old son so if the the boy who's two, you know, when he makes mistakes, which he does regularly because he's two, you know, he just has to say he's sorry, and pick it up or whatever. And we say, it's all right. It's all right. You're safe. It's okay. It's okay. It'll all be all right. Now we have that assurance, but of course we have to do it. If we want to be safe, if we want to be all right, if we want to have assurance that even in our extremely fallen and useless state, we can still attain perfection, at least we have to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> And we have to engage in Srila Prabhupada's mission and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission to the best of our ability. Maybe that means we just give out prasadam cookies sometimes. Maybe it means we're giving out Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita. Maybe it means we're just having a kirtan in our home. But to somehow or other engage in Mahaprabhu's movement, serve Srila Prabhupada, chant minimum 16 rounds every day, trying to avoid the offenses trying to serve the devotees, and everything will be all right. So, questions, comments, additions, subtractions, chastisements?
2: I do have a question, but first, just a, maybe a point of clarification. I it's helpful. You mentioned that five and Fast that you're trying to do. I'm guessing that is Bishmashanji.
0: Yes, yes. When is it's that vicious. done again? That's, so that's it's coming up. So watch out it's to about three weeks. Oh, okay. So that's, that's the end that's of Kartik.
2: The last five days of Kartik It begins at the Akadisi Right. It right, goes right. from every year. It'll begin at the, at the second. The Epodicy of the waxing moon, which is oh. the second. Anyway,
0: part. I did it one year, and that was enough for my life for my one lifetime. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jack Swami, Swami. does it every year, and uh, in Mayapur Dham, when he's there in Mayapur Dam or maybe even when he's not there, they have special facility in Mayapur for anyone who's doing that, and they have special prosadam. I like that. One, one time when I was in Australia at the Gurukul at New Govardhan, I heard some of the students like. 12, 13, 14, 15, talking about how they were following that and some of them were, They the, the austerity that those kids were doing for that just really put me to shame what they were willing to do. Anyway, for me once in a lifetime with that experience was 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 enough I think I'll take some other austerity
2: but, but thank you for so reminding my me of My is. question goes along with that okay. regarding austerity um, I mean, generally, when we hear the term austerity, we he's either use from a spiritual perspective or even a material perspective, we accept some inconvenience now for something uh, more pleasurable that will come in the future as, as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So, I guess my question is: is if if we think of austerity by definition in that regard, if if we come to the point of chanting Hare Krishna and and the process, that all it, it. It now becomes truly joyful. We're not doing it because um, because we're instructed to do so. It's part of our of our, our sadhana, but it actually becomes ripened and pure and sweet. Is that then? Is is that still an austerity? Because it's, that thing oh my or? goodness,
0: what a question! So that means even when I'm loving Krishna consciousness. I have to be suffering. Or else I have to find something to do that's suffering.
2: Uh, well, I, I'm assuming that there's no suffering. I'm saying, yeah, I'm just trying to understand.
0: Uh, well, actually, even for people who are in sattva uh their austerity becomes joyful. Yeah. So what's interesting is that if a person's in tamaguna, their enjoyment becomes suffering. You know, like Krishna explains about happiness in the modes. So in Tamagoon, happiness, in Tamagoon, is suffering from beginning to end. Because in Tamagoon, what you're trying to do if you're trying to get happiness without any austerity or with the minimum. You know, if you, if you think about someone in Tamagoon, they want to just eat whatever is easy. So they'll just buy prepared food from the store, get fast food, and just eat that because it's easy and then the, but the food isn't very tasty it isn't nutritious it isn't giving them any actual pleasure while they're eating it because it's just nasty and then it brings them suffering as a karmic reaction so the whole thing is just suffering so by trying to avoid suffering everything becomes suffering for the person in rajagun they have trouble to get their enjoyment and then when they enjoy it's enjoyment so they have they go through some trouble, they go through some difficulty, which they experience as difficulty, and then for that they get some enjoyment, which they experience as enjoyment. They have this mixed happiness and distress. For someone in Sattvagun, they go through some austerity that feels to them like austerity, but then they come to the point that everything is pleasure. I mean, in fact, the problem with sattvagun is they become conditioned by a sense of happiness. The austerity becomes pleasure and the pleasure is pleasure. So, for someone in tamagun, the austerity is suffering and the pleasure is suffering. For someone in rajagun, the austerity is suffering, the pleasure is pleasure. For someone in sattvagun, both the austerity and the pleasure become pleasure. And for someone in bhakti, it, it, it goes even beyond that. And we all have experience of that. That if I'm working, if I'm cooking for a festival for two hundred people, and I'm so busy cooking and serving that by the time I get a plate of prasadam, all the paneer subji is gone. It doesn't matter because my pleasure in cooking for the two hundred people, it was the same as eating. Everything merges into transcendence. I mean, even in my, in, my, in a mundane relationship, if I have, if I'm making up for my offense to someone. I've offended someone who loves me and now I'm rectifying that. The first stages of that rectification feel very painful. Oh, I gotta write a letter of apology, it's gonna be so embarrassing. And but once the relationship is restored, I mean I'm sure you've all had this experience. So like I write a letter of apology, a real letter, heartfelt apology to someone, it's painful to think about writing it, it's painful to write it. And then Maybe even their response at first is painful. Yeah, you really did hurt me. Remember, you did this and this and this. And then again, I have to apologize. And then it's restored. And then it's restored. Then the person says, you know, it's okay. And then everything is restored. And then it all becomes blissful. The, the austerity basically just vanishes. And the trouble you take to please someone you love is, is also blissful. So when a devotee comes to the state where Kevala Anandakanda, they don't even perceive austerity as austerity. Like Bhakti Bhaktivinoda said, the trouble that I take in serving you, this is my great happiness. But the concept of austerity doesn't really make sense for somebody in higher stages of bhakti. It, it looks like austerity to somebody else. You know, what's day for the devotee looks like is night for the common person. So the common person says, Wow, you're doing a lot of austerity. And you're like, What?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that's not austerity. It's fun. <laughs> so we, we want to come to the point, Kevala Nandakunda, where everything is blissful, although it may appear externally to someone else that it's austerity. It may have appeared like that to us. So it's not that if we get to that point, we have to look around and say, Oh my goodness. Now I'm just blissful. I have to find something to do that's painful to make us dear. <laughs> and just be happy that it's blissful. Uh, but thank you for bringing that
2: up. Yeah, thank you. Nice answer. Very nice.
0: Anybody else? All right, Krishna. All right, Krishna. I was, I was um, wondering, I was
1: thinking about the uh, Lakshman Rekha. It, it was uh, the line that uh, Lakshman drew around um,
0: Sita. Sita. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I always conceived of that as putting a pen, a restricted area, mm. a pen. So then I thought, uh, if you, that's the order of the spiritual master, is to he draws a circle of fire around you says, don't go outside there. But if you go outside there, then you're not protected anymore. Mm, very so nice. That, I was thinking it was like sambandha gyan, mm. and then um so if you go back if you go out of the pen and you want to get back in you have to repent. Mm. so I, I was just playing oh. with the words
0: that <laughs> that's that that's it. cool that's a nice mnemonic yeah you have to repent yeah. right
1: it's because the sambandha was broken Yes. You know, you, you you did something that wasn't right. So then, yeah, and it, it just it made sense to me. And then, you know, the, if you're having trouble with that, we have a special building for you, where you can uh, the penitentiary.
0: <laughs> you really take this to another another level here. Very nice. That that's very clever. Very nice.
1: Well, I just want to make sure it was okay. But it seemed right when I heard it. Oh, that sounds it's wonderful.
0: Funny. That's just a nice mnemonic. Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Anybody else?
1: Yeah, I I have something. Yes, Vajrakthavala. A very nice class. Always um, taking notes like crazy. (laughs) So, um, let's see. You know, Prabhupada, it's very interesting. It's a little subtle. I'm beginning to catch on to this austerity. Uh, bit with the, uh, you know, the devotional path. Mm. Like uh, some impersonalists, they say uh, that bhakti is the easy path. It's for the, you know, it's for those that can't do these other austerities or these other, you know, the gyan Right, thing. right, right. So, so then Prabhupada, his response to that is, then why don't they take the easy path? Right. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you know they, Why don't they? Well, you know, why are they taking the hard path? Ego. So huh? uh, there was. There, there's a story where um, there's some stories where Tyrone Stormy, when he was starting out in West Virginia, and at first the early. Years he was staying in a shack and he was spending those harsh winters and you could see through the boards and the shack he was staying in and, and he was walking to town once a week to get his oatmeal or something. And so he was like thought of as the king of austerities. And I heard him once in a class. I spent nine months there. And um, he said, uh, eat little, eat nothing. That's That's not... That's not austerity. Surrendering to the guru, that's austerity. And so Prabhupada makes it sound easy in the purport. We only have to execute the order of the Lord and fully surrender unto him, fully surrender unto him. And then another line out of the purport, and always engage in the service of the Lord. In other words, no spacing out. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, chaining more rounds and a codicy and all these things, these are, we have our own set of austerities. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, so it's not like, it's not rolling off a log here. We also, we have to apply ourselves.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Otherwise there's no meaning, there's no meaning to penance. there's no meaning to repentance. Right. And, and, but the, the reason it feels troublesome to us is because we're addicts. We're we Yeah, we're, we're, we're addicts. John. You know, just like Krishna's mercy, I've never been addicted to anything in this life. So for me to go without a cigarette or without alcohol or without drugs, it, I don't even notice I'm going without them. I I don't I don't take any, I don't think during the day Wow I haven't smoked a cigarette because I never smoked cigarettes You know But for somebody who's who's allowed themselves to become addicted It's a great austerity So because we've allowed ourselves to become addicted to Maya Then following the orders of Guru and chanting the holy name It's like Whoa This is hard You know but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're like Oh, well, I'm really suffering <laughs> how am I going to do this to you? but for someone who's already in love with Krishna it's not hard it's just, it's just life you know so we've created the fact that these things are austere by our becoming attached to illusion we have made what's normally easy and joyful and natural something that's we've, we've, we've made it an austerity
1: Yeah, we have to give up our attachments. Yes. We have to give up things that are unfavorable.
0: But because we became attached to the attachments, therefore it's hard to give them up. If we never became attached to them, it wouldn't be hard to give them up, now would it? Right. Right. So, you know, I'm feeling the pain of giving up things that are hurting me. Just like the alcoholic. Everybody knows the alcohol is ruining the alcoholic's life. And the alcoholic knows it also, but they feel pain to give it up because they've allowed themselves to get addicted. So I know that Maya is ruining my life. I know that. I'm actually quite aware of that. But I still don't want to give it up. Whatever my Maya is, you know, if my Maya is just thinking I'm better than everybody else or whatever it is. You know, bless you. So that's, you know, because we become attached, therefore, it, it feels to us as painful. I need to get going. I've actually been on the computer for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours today dealing with various things, and I, I need to get going and do some other things. Thank you very much for allowing me to purify myself by speaking on the Bhagavatam. Hey, what a wonderful uplifting class. Engaging me in Srila Prabhupada's service. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, ki jai. Srila Prabhupada, ki jai.
1: Ki jai. jai.